Welcome to Transforming Your Conversations, a podcast about one of the most important yet overlooked part of professional life, conversations. We're helping leaders from different backgrounds improve their conversation skills at work, and in this episode, we're here to share our tips to help you with that. Don is the founder of Transform Your Conversations, or TYC for short, a boutique training company specializing in leadership conversations at the workplace. Emma is an associate consultant and coach with TYC, passionate about supporting aspiring and seasoned leaders in their conversational skills. So hi everyone, welcome to today's podcast and for this session today, Emma and I are going to be in conversation on our own and we're going to be talking about peer learning. And the background to this is that we've both seen peer learning grow as a concept, not just in the organizations that we work with, but also in professional and educational communities and networks. So it's a, it's a really powerful uh, way of learning. And the objective of our short discussion today is to, to share some thoughts about the power of peer learning, what makes it so successful, and to share some thoughts on that. So Emma, do you want to kick off? What have you been up to? And give us your take on peer learning. So yeah, I am actually quite active in a, in a peer learning group that I have with uh, three other people, actually located the, pretty much everywhere in the world. One is in Canada, one is in France, and one is in uh, Turkey. And we meet uh, fortnightly for about 90 minutes. And each time one of us bring an issue or struggle or situation that we would like clarity on. And I find it really, really powerful because first... We all trust each other very, very deeply. Uh, we all train coaches, so we know how to listen and ask questions. And uh, But most importantly, there's such a, a safe space where we can just bring anything to the space that without being judged or being perceived that in a, in a, in a negative way. or and, and that quality of transparency and trust makes the conversation always very enlightening and inspiring and, and, and it's very supportive. So I, I, I come out of each, uh, these sessions very energized, encouraged, and, and very clear about what I need to do next regarding my issue, if, if I was the one to share my yeah. issue. So how do you do that in those conversations? Uh, how does that work? Are you sharing a, an issue? Or are you all sharing? How, to, how does that work? So we spend a few minutes just doing a round, a round table about what's been going on in our life, uh, how's the, the last two weeks been, and based on what comes out, we choose, if, if one of us have an issue that they want clarity on, would they just volunteer? If not, we just choose collectively, and then, then we focus on the person, the person share for two, three minutes, and then the rest ask questions. So it's not so much a structured process but it's kind of really just paying attention to what emerge and uh, and all of us asking questions and through that conversation getting clarity and is that a group that you've been running for for quite a while i mean how long how long do you meet for what's what's the sort of uh, framework for that so we've all met through an online course uh online we've never met physically which okay. is an interesting thing uh and then we got on really well and we decided to to carry on uh talking so we we decided on fortnight it's evening my time and in europe it's early afternoon or or noon and uh 90 minutes every two weeks mm. 
And it's always on, yeah, we use Zoom or one of the video software. Some of the groups that I've been working with, probably a little bit more formalized, the action learning process, which uh, which I use is, is quite a structured exercise. But what you've mentioned, Emma, about building trust and about creating a safe space, that's absolutely the key thing. There's seven or eight of us on a on a action, we call it an action learning group. And the group's been running for about six or seven years. And Emma, you were on that group several years ago. And the composition of the group has changed over time. But the core purpose of doing it is exactly as you've described. It's helping people on the group to get clarity on a, on an issue. And it's a really powerful way of one person in the group being able to talk about an issue or a challenge and this structured process of, uh, of exploring, reformulating the challenge, a Q&A session to help people to get clarity. So it's a very powerful process. And the, the way that we do it, it's exactly as you described, a really important part of building trust is to allow everybody in the group two or three minutes just to share what's on their mind, what are they up to, helping people to say, well, actually, I've got a, a challenge that I'd like to share with the group today because I'd really like your, your inputs and your insights. I guess the, the really powerful thing is that the peer learning or the action learning structure is um, it helps people to go through a coaching process. So it sounds quite structure, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. And I think when we come to talk about how this is implemented in a in an organisation where we're not part of the group, you know, we're coaches. We know how to go with the flow. We know how to organise and facilitate it. But when you promulgating that in an organisation, people need to have a structure. I think to be able to do that yeah it's it is quite structured and you know it, it can sound quite uh, you know you've got five minutes to present the problem it's interesting because actually getting a handle on what exactly is the challenge is is really important we know in organizations people very often dive off they identify a problem and they think they know what the answer is and off they go trying to be in solution mode instead of going deeper and really finding out more details about the problem is that yeah yeah I mean, I, f I find in these conversations that that five or six minutes where somebody gets an opportunity to talk about the problem, very often you get somebody who talks about a problem for, for 90 seconds and you say to them, okay, you've got another three and a half minutes, tell me more. And it's actually really important that people start to be able to express without any interruptions or without any discussion going on, what exactly is the problem? Why is it a problem? What's the impact And that five minutes is a really important part of the peer learning process mm. for people to get clarity on, okay, they're starting already to narrow it down to what it is that they want to focus on. Mm. If you're listening very carefully, which is part of the deal in an action learning group, you maybe have picked up some, some comments or some things that are going on with, with the person. So without wanting to give advice or tell them a solution, the, the sort of rule of the game here is that you need to ask questions to help the person to dig deeper. Emma, you mentioned in that conversation that this was going on. Could you tell us more? So that process of digging deeper for 15 or 20 minutes is really important. And everybody asks questions, right, in that action learning. It's not one person asking and the person responding, yeah, but yeah. everybody. Yeah, it's an opportunity for everybody in the group to practice their questioning skills. And of course, you know, if you're listening to somebody for five minutes, everybody has a different take on that. That's interesting. So it's important that the the members of the group all pick up on what they've heard, but also to build on the conversation as it's emerging. To say, Emma, what you just said there, that's really interesting. Can I build on that? Tell me more. What else? 
I think those are really important parts of that probing process. Mm. And then what, what happens after that? Then there's, is there, you ask mm. questions, people ask questions to the person who has shared their situation? In, in my experience, after 20 minutes or so, you know, somebody's talked about the problem, they've been probed by their colleagues to really dig deeper. I think they've got a very different handle on the issue. 20 minutes of dedicated conversation on that issue has taken the problem on. Sometimes it's not surprising that somebody's got real clarity through that conversation. But at the end of that 20 minutes or so, it's important that the person who's sharing the problem frames it and says, okay, so this is now what I see as the issue. It may be different from the one I talked about. But actually what I want from you guys, and this is what the peer learning process is about, contract that you get into where you say what I'd like from... The My group, group mm. is for you to help me to get clarity, to give me some ideas and some solutions. Mm. And then we kick into something which is a bit counterintuitive to coaches, which is, okay, the person who's got the issue takes a step back and starts to listen to the ideas and the suggestions that emerge from the group who start a conversation amongst themselves. Mm, and we've done that process. before. I mean, it's an amazing process, isn't it? When people start brainstorming your problem on their behalf. Mm. So would you say that action learning is uh, gives a structure uh, and a process to, to, to get the maximum learning for the group and for the person who has come up with the situation or issue yeah. to deal with? <clears throat> yeah, I think it's twofold. And this is the power of, of peer learning and action learning in, a, in an organization. It helps the individual to get real clarity on an issue that they've got, to find new perspectives and get new insight to define a way forward. But what it does for the rest of the group is to hone their coaching skills, really to listen what's going on, reading between the lines, asking questions which are non-leading questions, but also in that brainstorming process to come up with a multitude of different suggestions that could help the person to uh, maybe take a different tack from what they've been doing up mm. until now. And how do we ensure that the companies are open to this process and also facilitate the trust and openness, especially in an organization mm. where you may not want to be so open to a colleague or to your direct boss? It yeah. might be quite tricky. I think that's difficult. Look, we can implement action learning groups or peer learning process when we're doing a formal program. You know, in the coaching skills programs that you run, in the leadership programs that we've run together, if you've got a cohort of people together for a certain uh, time, you can make peer learning an integral part of that process. That's been even more powerful with COVID-19 because training programs have now been stretched across a number of months instead of being in a two-day hit. So you can create opportunities for peer buddies in pairs to say, okay, well, here is how the peer learning process works. And it's very similar to what I described for action learning. Mm. And we say to them, okay, we've got our next program in two to three weeks time. What we want you to do is to go away and to share your insights and to talk about the challenges of implementing changes in behavior or whatever it might be. Yeah, so. I yes, I, I agree. When it's part of a training program or course where there is formal classroom training or, you know, webinars, and then between this, the, those formal sessions with the instructor or the external facilitator, I, I often get my participants to really meet on their own, three or four people sometimes, or it could be just pairs, so them and, and, and we call it the body. And then they have a specific task to practice something they've learned during the webinar. 
And I often give a guide so that they know what to do. And, and but yet the content is really open. They have they have the guide, but they really practice on their own. And I've, that that I, I find very powerful because then they come back to the next session in the wider group and share what they've learned. And then they see that they realize that wow, we just did it on ourselves with ourselves, and and we got so much. So I find the peer learning very very powerful within a specific training program of three to four months. Yeah, yeah. So what you're describing here is that they, they take a sort of ownership for that process and do it on their own? Yes, but with, I usually provide a guide. Mm. Uh, like mm. if it's a triad, then it's, it's a triad guide and they follow, they follow the process. So yeah. the first 10 minutes share, you know, how do you find that, that particular tool in, in, in applying it in your work? And then they have to do an, an exercise, they follow the instructions and it usually finishes with in, interns sharing what their takeaways so why do you think it's important that they're sharing what's been important for them and what their takeaways are? In the small group, they hear people's and, and, and the learnings that that their peers have gotten. And and often it triggers the new learnings when they hear from from others. And then they realize, oh, yeah, I got that too. Oh, that's really interesting you say that. I didn't think about it, but now I realize I've also learned that. So the conversation in small groups triggers new learning for the group as a collective. And that's very, very powerful. I've seen that in a program I'm running with managers over a course of time. And I had a session with them last week and I was asking about, you know, so what what has been important for you in these peer learning conversations? We split them up into buddies and they were all saying how powerful it was. And the reason they found it powerful is that they were having a fresh pair of eyes brought to their challenges and their issues. And very often the issues that they choose to discuss in the in the learning buddies are not new issues. They've been going on for a long, long time. You know, a rocky relationship with a stakeholder. Maybe they've got an issue with their own line manager. But that fresh pair of eyes, the trust that they build with their learning buddy, it doesn't happen straight away. They have to have that first conversation and then the second one and the third one. I've even had some groups in a two-week period saying we've got together twice because they found it so powerful. And I think that what emerges is that people understand the process and that they know that if they're prepared to share and if they're prepared to be open, they know the outcome is going to be fresh insights. I was hearing last week that somebody said that it's really difficult to have these conversations with your boss. And I can understand that. It's not the type of relationship that you would have with your boss unless you're very lucky to have a, an inspired manager who's got a coaching mindset. I don't know if that's your experience as well, that... Uh, the, the difficult conversations to have with your team? I think it, it brings me to the what I find very powerful in the peer learning is besides the learning that happens from those groups working together, practicing together, it also creates stronger bond and trust and people feel safe to open up with those the, the, their peers because they've done it in following the structure and now they feel so comfortable that they often maintain beyond the, the course, they maintain that those the res, regular meetings because of the trust that was created as a side effect of peer learning. So yeah, it boils down to trust and a safe space where people can share what's, yeah. what's on their mind. And in your experience, can that trust be built very quickly? Can it happen in, a, in one or two sessions or does it need groups to be together over a longer period of time? I think fairly quickly, as long as the ground rules are, yeah. are agreed upon and, yeah. 
and sometimes it, it can we, we have to make it a bit more deliberate and explicit okay this group is confidential it's it's very safe can we all agree we we sign you know and it, it sounds a bit formal but then i think once it's there and everybody has agreed on those rules then people can be much more themselves and what what are the sort of topics that people bring to the table in your experience Interestingly, it starts with conversations or, or issues that they face at work, but very quickly they start bringing also personal issues. Yeah. And I think that's for me where I know that there's enough trust and safety for them to also bring more personal issues. Yeah. When people feel comfortable, they're, they're prepared to share with a group of people in a confidential forum they're prepared to share their aspirations their their dilemmas around their own career choices you know that's a very difficult thing to do with your own manager or with your team mm. so it's a very privileged space when you've got a peer learning group and as you say very often good peer learning groups really effective ones carry on after the framework of a, of a leadership program because yeah. it's so powerful absolutely so the other thing that i that i find is uh, you know, when, when a group's been brainstorming on your behalf in the action learning process, sometimes, and I've been a client many times over the years in my own action learning group, and I found that incredibly powerful. But when somebody, when somebody in the group starts sharing a suggestion or, you know, maybe Don could do this or, you know, maybe there's an idea that emerges, it's actually quite challenging to listen to people talking about you. Sometimes they may have got hold of the wrong end of the stick or they going down an avenue which maybe you've tried before and you've got no intention of trying that one again. So it's actually being a flying fly on the wall is, is quite a challenging process. You hear things that you don't like, but there's also things that become really obvious, things that you may have tried before, things that you know that you need to go back and try again. So that brainstorming process really does clarify for the person who's got the issue, okay, there are two or three things emerging from this conversation that I know that I have to go back and try again. Mm. Yeah, it's a confirmation process, yeah, right? You I know, yeah. you have more certainty and clarity about what you need to do next. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, when we're doing in our in our programs where we're creating breakout groups, you know, let's say we we want a, a group to reflect on an issue. It's a sort of peer learning process. We split them into small groups of three or four. It's much more of a, a, a concentrated effort, but the, the the process is the same. We give them a question. And we ask them to reflect in a, in a structured way. But it's a sort of different dynamic, isn't it? It's generally the group that we create in a, in a leadership program when we're doing a breakout on Zoom, for example. It's not a group that we expect to stay together over a period of time. And yet the outcomes can sometimes be very powerful as well. Mm. I, I've had uh, participants in my past program saying that actually the breakouts were the best thing that happened in the program <laughs> rather than listening to my voice or to my so I was like well great why not you know learning can come from anywhere so that's I, I really yeah I think it's very very powerful when we can create peer learning and 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 they continue without you you know and it's sustainable I think that's the the best testimony yeah yeah so there's lots of different ways of, of doing peer learning you know it can be small groups it can be small groups in a, in a course of a leadership program. It can be peer learning as part of a, you know, with a, with a bunch of, uh, of like-minded coaches. But it can also be more formalized action learning. So there's lots of ways of doing it. But 
what what I really like about it is that it's a process that can be that can be autonomous. As as coaches, we can facilitate that process because people need to get their head around the importance of structure and timing. I've seen peer learning groups that disintegrate because they get together and they forget the process and they start having a chat with each other. And of course, that doesn't work in the same way as if people are saying, "Okay, we we need to go through that." sort of formalized coaching process to be able to get an outcome. I I guess there are challenges in implementing peer learning in organizations. I I don't know what your experience there is, but there aren't that many organizations who have peer learning as an integral part of the way that they lead. Yeah, not yet, uh, but I I really believe that it's going to be more and more popular. One is because it's it's free. I mean, you don't rely on external facilitators, trainers uh, or coaches. And it's about really creating the culture internally of getting together and, and, and ensuring the, the safety of the group and then um, invite learnings to, among yeah. themselves. So yeah. I'm hopeful that they will grow in the years to come. So there's peer learning. So thank you very much, Emma, for sharing your thoughts on that one. Thank you. It was a great conversation. Yeah. Thank you. And that's a wrap for today's episode. If you found it interesting, why not subscribe to this podcast wherever you're listening? We post regular articles on our website and our LinkedIn to help you take your conversations to the next level. If you found it useful, please share this episode with a friend or family. We might thank you for it too. See you next time on Transforming Your Conversations.